1: Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811, and President Trump will be arraigned in another humiliating act by the government, uh, humiliating to our justice system. And when that occurs, if he says anything, we will be there. You've heard a lot of people go on and on and on about the debate last night. Rush Limbaugh used to say to me, but they haven't heard from you yet, Mark. So then in a few points on the Internet, let me let me give you my opinions. It's not very complicated. I completely write off anybody who does not understand. The nature of the enemy that we're facing. And it's not Donald Trump. Asa Hutchison, to me, sounded like the kind of bureaucrats I used to have to listen to at the Department of Justice. He did not agree that the military should be used on the border except for processing paper. That's not what we need right now. That's not going to work. He's a throwback. We have 5 million, some say 6 million illegal aliens who've poured into this country. Something has to change. Chris Christie, honestly, did better than I thought. He wasn't as bad as I thought. And I'll get to Mike Pence in a minute because I think Mike Pence took the role of Chris Christie for the most part. But I'll get to this. Chris Christie really has no reason to be there, he doesn't have much of an agenda. He hasn't thought about it very much. Uh, I think he viewed it as a, perhaps, sort of a student debating society. I, I just don't, I don't see any lane for him. I don't see any reason for him. Uh, the governor of Bergham from uh, North Dakota seems like a perfectly fine man. I think he'd be a great secretary of energy, maybe secretary of commerce. Uh, I do like his federalism approach for the most part. But again, I'm not sure why he's there. That's three out out of the eight. Now let's get to the tough part. Start with Nikki Haley. I think she presented herself very well. But something huge was missing massively huge whether you like her or not or agree with her or not she didn't talk about her 8 year record at all as governor she mentioned school choice I think, I didn't hear anything else she attacked the spending at the federal level what did she do with spending at the state level, did taxes go up, did spending go up, I have no idea nor do I have the interest to even google it and look it up but she certainly wasn't running on her 8 year record at all which tells me it was milk toast. Because if she had a great record as governor, she would have talked about it, at least a little more than she did, which was almost not at all. But I don't know exactly what she brings to the table in terms of a presidential run. I, I do understand that she's a woman. She reminded us of that repeatedly. And I do take offense when people say, you know, when you want to hear people talk, you pick a man. When you want action, you pick a woman. Really? What about Nancy Pelosi? Last time I checked, and I've never checked, but checked at least reportedly, she's a woman. Kamala Harris is a woman. The governor of Michigan is a woman. So these bromides, these stereotypes, I'm just not into it. In the least, she's not Margaret Thatcher if that's the impression she wants to leave. So that's my comment on that. Then we have... So that's, what, four of the eight, Mr. Producer? Something like that. I want to move to... uh, We had Tim Scott. Extremely likable... Very decent, very nice guy. i got to believe he's running for vice president. He didn't say anything he hasn't said before here and elsewhere, which is okay. But it's really kind of hard to run for president as a senator when you're one of 100. And what do you do? You say, I sponsored this legislation or I voted for that and so forth and so on. That's great. But when you take the measure of the man, he's a good man. He's a good man. I actually think he'd be a very effective president. But I don't know for sure. That leaves us with three. Mike Pence, to me, last night looked like a lunatic. He was loud. He was obnoxious. He went over his time repeatedly. Was absolutely disrespectful. I think he did a better Chris Christie than Chris Christie did Chris Christie. It's a man I've known for decades. I've never seen anything like this. And then, I don't agree with the question. We're all supposed to pay homage to Mike Pence as the president of the Senate. Did he do the right thing or not? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then there's Christie. We have to all agree. He did the right thing. And then we have uh, Pence himself patting himself on the head, on the back, taking bows, kissing his own ass, and all the rest. It's amazing to me not one person on that stage well they all didn't have a chance quite frankly raise your hand who needs to go to the restroom I do agree that was ridiculous but still I thought the moderators were terrific under the circumstances particularly those who kept interrupting especially Pence and by the way afterwards Pence whines that he doesn't get enough time that the major subjects weren't discussed. I mean, he was the subject of like 10 minutes of it. I saw a side of him that I feel really is uh, repugnant. The other thing, he kept taking credit for things that Trump had done. You know, in the Trump-Pence administration, you know what a vice president does? Nothing. They sit there and wait for the president to die or resign so they can fill the slot. That's it have almost no constitutional duty except to be the president of the Senate. There's not another duty. None. Which is why a lot of people who are really effective or they've been leaders, they don't want to be vice president. Pence wanted to be vice president. So don't tell me he did all these things as vice president. The only thing I remember Pence ever doing, there's actually two. Standing behind Trump and smiling and promoting Fauci. Those are the two things I remember, Mr. Producer but he was utterly obnoxious. So that, to me, is a huge negative. And you can see all the never-Trumpers and the Democrats, they keep praising him, of course. He's the January 6th candidate. And I would say this to Mike Pence now. You say you upheld the Constitution? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Please cite to me the exact verbiage in the constitution. Show us where it is. You claim to be an originalist and a textualist. That says what the powers of the vice president, that is the president of the Senate. What the what are the powers actually that he has or doesn't have when the electoral votes are being counted? The constitution says nothing. Not a word. Well, you may have done the right thing, but don't tell us that you were upholding the Constitution. You weren't upholding anything. And as I recall, you fought like hell. You didn't want to get in front of that grand jury that was investigating January 6th. And then executive privilege is denied, President Trump, then you go, you you make your statements. Then afterwards, when the indictment is released and your statements are quoted, now, my God, look, he's the Hulk. I'm the one that stood up for democracy. I'm the one that saved the... Shut up and sit down, will you? But even that didn't matter to me that much. I went down to two. Vivek and DeSantis. I don't trust Vivek. Why don't I trust Vivek? So many people, particularly my brothers and sisters at Fox, they're really swayed by him. Particularly President Trump loves the guy. Well, he should because the guy's definitely 100% in his corner, and that's fine with me, but that's not my point. Why would he be a great president? How would he even get elected president? What are you talking about, Mark? With the slightest bit of research, not done by me, but done by others, would you have to expect, you got opposition research, you got the media, you've got all kinds of stuff going on out there. He's flip-flopped on a number of issues already, and yet he stands out there and says, I'm not bought. I'm not a politician. The people want the truth. Now, he says he's going to abolish five federal agencies. No, he's not. You have to have Congress pass authorizing legislation, in this case, to eliminate these departments and agencies. He doesn't have a magic wand anymore that Joe Biden has a magic wand when it comes to student loans. How would he do this? He won't. If he could have done it, Ronald Reagan would have done it. Reagan fought like hell to get rid of the Department of Education. It was brand new after Carter. He was blocked in the Senate. By Republicans. And nobody had more influence over Republicans than a man who won a massive landslide popular vote and a massive landslide electoral college vote. So how are you going to get rid of this Department of Education? And here's my problem. It's like the gun control nut jobs and all the rest. When they're talking like this, they don't have an actual solution or we can't find an actual solution. When you're waving stuff in front of people that either, you know, cannot be accomplished or should know cannot be accomplished. I'm going to abolish the Department of Education and parents have a responsibility to raise their children properly. I don't think we disagree with the latter and we certainly support the former. But where's it going to get us right now? Nowhere. So I asked myself, has Mr. Revolution, he said, we got to lead a revolution. When did he come to this revolution? I challenge you go online yourself, go wherever you want. Who is he? Go back three years, four years, five years. How about in Virginia when the parental rights group started and burst onto the scene? Did he participate? Was he involved in it? Has he gone to parental groups so far? Has he said, we need to lead a revolution, I need you to be part of it? Has he gone to the Tea Party groups that are still there fighting? He said, we need a revolution, I want to work with you. we got to fight it. Has he gone to pro-life groups and said, look, we need a revolution? This is the grassroots. It's not Washington. They're not all on the take. We're talking about millions of citizens who have already become activists. You've got to embrace them. You've got to figure out how to expand that base of activists. It's the bottom up, it's the grassroots, as much as I love it. It's not showing up on cable and Fox or even CNN or going to Kensington, Philadelphia or the east side of Chicago, I'm all for that too. But that's not where your revolution is gonna be led. Your revolution has to be led by like people who are serious about saving the country. Now oh, I've got a lot more to say, I'll be right back. love, in You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. I've got more. Hopefully you'll stick with me. If to the bottom of the hour, you don't have to agree with anything I say. There's no, certainly no requirement there. But I'm trying to look at something that others are not. We pretty much know about the others. And I'll get to DeSantis. Last January, when he was asked about climate change, Vivek Ramaswamy said he believes there's climate change and he believes man contributes to it. That's not what he said on the stage last night. He made the most forward statement that it doesn't exist. Now, I notice that some of those who would have challenged him didn't actually have time because they were running out of time. Folks, this so-called climate change is the biggest ruse pushed by the Democrat Party, the globalists. And permanent governments, that is the bureaucracy in every society in the UN. It destroys the individual. It destroys capitalism. It destroys our sovereignty. It destroys representative government. It destroys our lifestyle. It is the vessel through which this Marxist revolution, not solely, but significantly, is being poured. And he's going to lead a revolution. What kind of revolution? If you don't even acknowledge what you said five months ago, giving aid and comfort to their revolution, exactly what kind of revolution is this going to look like? I'm just curious. I'm curious. But I've got more to say. I'll be right back. You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com.
0: This is America's Constitutional Convention. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now. 877-381-3811.
1: Try and keep an open mind, folks. As I go through this, and then disagree with me, if you like. It's okay. But Vivek is the toughest to unravel because he's a blank slate, or at least was. Tell me, let me ask you this. Just be honest with yourselves. 9-11... Who was responsible for 9-11? Al-Qaeda, right? With the backing of Saudi Arabia, right? So why would you even entertain conspiracy theories involving our own government? That's lunacy. 9-11. We know who the enemy is. We know what they did. That's playing with people's memories. That's playing with... Families that suffered from... What is that about? Seriously. You think you're going to get through a general election without being pummeled over something like that? But let's move on. Is it really that hard to explain how Israel's different than, say, Syria? Is it that hard or different than Saudi Arabia? That Israel should integrate into the other Middle Eastern countries and that he's going to have that and accomplish it? How's he going to do that? We don't have any idea. None. First of all, it's a stupid-ass statement. Taiwan. Taiwan is going to show us how to manufacture computer chips. And then when they're done showing us how to manufacture computer chips, and we become independent when it comes to computer chips, Then they're on their own. Do you agree with that? Seriously. And by the way, Vivek, don't call me anymore. I don't want any of these candidates calling me offline. You want to call me on the show? Call me. Don't call me or ask me to speak to you offline. I don't want to talk to anybody offline. I talk to my audience straight up. That's why Haley was able to nail him. Because his positions were so strange. Meanwhile, on TV, both on the left and the right, they play him over and over and over again. Why? He's good for ratings. Now, let me ask you this. You got one candidate on stage who applied to be and became a fellow for Paul Soros' organization, George Soros' older brother you got another candidate on stage who has fired two George Soros-supported prosecutors in his state. Does that mean anything to anybody? You're going to lead a revolution. How could you possibly have... I don't care if it's 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 weeks ago. At this point, you're really a mature person. Your mind is is, is an adult... It's developed. You're making hundreds of millions of dollars a year. You're, you're an entrepreneur. You really don't know what the Soros family's up to? And one question he didn't get, why did you pay somebody to broom things off your Wikipedia page? I mean, have any of the others? I doubt they'd even get away for it. But here's my point to you, seriously, and I don't want to move on to DeSantis. You're 38 years old. You've made almost $700 million. And that is a great thing. You've had to build business alliances. So surely you understand as a nation we have to have allies, right? You didn't build all that on your own. You probably had to have some banks, investors, partners. But when it comes to Israel and Taiwan and countries like that, you take a different position. I'm also sick of this line Sick of it. And by the way, too many of them use it. That I want to spend our money on our border, not Ukraine's border. Ladies and gentlemen, I remember when we used to be able to protect our border and fight the Nazis and fight the Japanese and fight the the, uh, fascists in Italy. I remember all that. No, I wasn't there. Read about it. I remember that we as a nation were able to secure our border and give aid and support to our allies. I remember that. Don't you remember that? So let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. If we support an ally, whether it's Ukraine or anybody else, I guess, we can't build the Southern Wall Is that what these pseudo-conservatives are actually saying? So we can piss away a trillion dollars in debt every single year, but we can't come up with $25 billion to secure our border because of support we give to other countries that are fighting wars that we might have to fight if they weren't fighting them? Are you kidding me? And by the way, I do reject the kind of John McCain, Marco Rubio, Lindsey Graham interventionist mentality. The Reagan doctrine is a doctrine that Donald Trump is used to. It's the Reagan doctrine. It's the most prudential and successful foreign policy doctrine in American history. Not a DeSantis. It wasn't very flashy, was he? He wasn't very flashy. I don't feel like he got a whole lot of time either, to be honest with you, because the guy next to him on his, I guess his right, or two two over, Mike Pence wouldn't shut the hell up. He was the Chris Christie of the night. He was angry. He was obnoxious. Kept talking about himself. There's not a lot to talk about, Mike. Quite frankly, you're a vice president. And stop with the Trump-Pence administration did this. Trump-Pence administration did that. And then when it comes to January 6th, oh, no, 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 no. That's Trump, Trump, Trump. I saved the nation. Honestly, making a damn fool out of himself. It's embarrassing. It's upsetting to me. I knew the guy. And no, I don't want to talk to you either. So there's DeSantis. Good looking guy. Whether he's the best looking on the stage. Doesn't really matter. Well spoken man. Certainly doesn't have the flair. To speak the way. Vivek speaks. Very few people do. I think Barack Obama is another one who did, but not. But not the governor of Florida. It's okay. But why did he stand out? Because he had a great one-liner? I don't think he had any great one-liners. Because he was a dynamic speaker like Ronald Reagan? No, I wouldn't say that. This is what TV focuses on. This is what commentators focus on. In my humble opinion... Why did Ron DeSantis win that debate? He was respectful. He was decent. He came across to me like an Ohioan. Like the blue-collar gentleman he says he is and how he was raised. But even more, why? That's not enough, right? Because the man has already led a revolution. He doesn't talk about the revolution he's going to lead. More than anybody on the stage, he talked about what he did in Florida. Florida is the freest, one of the most populous, one of the most vigorous, States on the face of the earth when he got there it wasn't that way he completely changed the political dynamics of that state where candidates including Trump were worried if they could win by a percent a tenth of a percent maybe two percent now the Democrats write it off in one term as governor in one term They all talk about school choice. The most extensive school choice program in the United States. Two places, Arizona and Florida. But Florida's a massive state. They talk about breaking the back of the teachers' union. He did. He did. They talk about, we don't want our kids taught about sexualization. We don't want them to talk about critical race theory. the He ended it. He stopped it. There's not another person on that stage that can say any of these things. None of them. We talk about the corporatists and wokeism and what they're doing to our country. He took on America's darling, Disney, that had been devoured by left-wing corporatists out of L.A., went toe-to-toe, nose-to-nose with them, did something that he took a lot of heat for. He went after Mickey, for God's sakes. And many people on that stage attacked him for it. Why did he do it? Because they were trying to use their corporatist wokeism power. To stop what he was trying to do in the classrooms, education, not this other crap. And he said, you know what? California doesn't get to come into Florida and do that to us. The pandemic. If he wasn't the first, he was pretty damn close. To opening a state, keeping his schools open, rejecting mask mandates. He had, because my family and I benefited from it, he set up all over the state, all over the state, through volunteer firehouses, through community centers and everything else, monoclonal, if you wanted it, shots for people who got covid wasn't approved by the federal government. He said, I don't care what they approve. My scientists, my expertise, I've read it. I know it works. By the way, it did work. He looked at the science. He said, the only people right now who should be getting vaccines are people with terrible morbidities and the very elderly. And so he prioritized it. He didn't do what the governors of New York did and the rest... These blue state governors and some of these red state governors, you saw real Marxism and fascism. Going after churches and synagogues and mosques, literally tracking license plates for people parked in these mega churches so they could arrest them. None of that happened in Florida. He passed an entire Bill of Rights for parents in Florida. He invited police from other states to come to Florida. He would give them a bonus. He said law and order. They passed very tough laws. They saw what was happening all over the country. Cities burning. So he put maximum penalties in there, sentences in there. Not one major city in Florida burned. Not one. Now why do I say this? Because for a good chunk of the year, we live there. When somebody talks about he's going to lead a revolution and he's never been on the playing field before. With $650 million, God bless the guy. He's not really invested in grassroots efforts or anything like that. The only thing we see is the Soros can have this. A complete blank slate, if not worse. But he can talk, man. And then you look at a guy who doesn't have the gift of gab and you hear the commentators have about four weeks of experience themselves and they say you know this other guy connects this guy doesn't connect not one of them lives in Florida not one of them because when you live there you know he connects he won the debate last night because when he says he's going to do something, the evidence is he'll do it. He's not a BSer. He will muscle his way through the system and he will beat the system. I'll be right back.
0: Mark Lovin.
1: You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios And you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. By the way, uh, after the top of the hour I want to get into some of these issues where the Democrats are now crying foul. Now, by the Democrats, I mean the Democrats dressed up as journalists on the usual corrupt Democrat Party Pravda platforms. We never said we believe in abortion on demand. Oh, yes, they did. In fact, they voted for it. All of this is in my new book, The Democrat Party Hates America, and in that section. I hear people talking about these things that are in the book. I'm just starting to wonder if we shouldn't have sent out pre-publication copies, to be perfectly honest with you. But it's the way these things are done, I guess. And when you read it, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but I will prove to you that they did exactly that. So when you hit them where it hurts... Of course, they have to resort to lying, and their media have to resort to lying. That doesn't mean you don't hit them where it hurts. You hit them where it hurts. And I'll prove to you that that's exactly what they did. Right after Roe v. Wade was overturned, they said that we're going to codify Roe v. Wade, and then what they did is they codified abortion on demand, the elimination of parental notification, and the elimination of every single state regulation of abortion in their bill but we'll get into that in a minute and it's in the book page 206 page 207 i've anticipated everything they will say and i've explained everything they've already done And i don't just mean in our lifetime it's not the usual list that people spit out either there are things in there you never heard of before that's why i sent the book to smart people as well as hosts and so forth But smart people, people have been around a long time. We've read a lot about this stuff. And what I get back is, I didn't know X. I didn't know Y. I don't know how they're going to debate this. They're not. So they're going to lie. Why do you think people like Trump? He's really nothing like Vivek Ramaswamy. He went out there and worked for pro-life groups and Tea Party groups a couple of years before he decided to run. He would even call me and speak to me now and then, which is fine. I don't care if they do or they don't, but he wanted to understand. He wanted to know. And he was no flash in the pan, as you can tell. And look at his substantive accomplishments. And I think that's why a lot of people like him, too. I'll be back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk.
0: He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from, from the underground command post
1: it's, it's just such a spectacle. It's so it's so disgraceful. President Trump is now landed in Georgia. Uh, this is all Democrat Party. That's what they're doing. The DA there is a hack. I'm very happy that the Judiciary Committee in the House under Jim Jordan is going to be trying to investigate whether or not the feds had any role in this. You may recall, those of you who are faithful listeners to the program, I told you that I felt, I think I said it on TV, that in fact there was um, this Fanny Willis and Jack Smith working together because, actually I said it here and elsewhere, because when Fanny Willis was confronted by a real reporter and asked if she had been working with, the people in washington dc you know the smith crowd she said i'm not going to discuss my investigation she didn't say yes she didn't say no but she showed enough angle to tell us she had because all she had to do is say no but she said i'm not going to discuss my investigation so apparently as part of her investigation she did speak to them <clears throat> she's a leftist She's backed by leftist organizations. Even more, her father was a very active and violent member of the Black Panthers back in the day, as they say. This is her mentality. And she's a prosecutor. Can you imagine? And, of course, Atlanta, like so many of our big cities and metropolitan areas, is a kill zone. It's enormously dangerous. And so the mere fact that she's able to file charges, use the law against the law, force President Trump to go through this. The sheriff was very excited when when it was announced a few weeks ago, they're going to get a mugshot from him and and these so-called news people keep saying over and over again that this is a moment, that this mugshot will go down in history and Um, What kind of moment is it exactly? You know, the problem is this. It's not any of the charges, which are absurd on their face. Not any of the investigations, investigating political activity, criminalizing political activity. It's what all of this has done to the nation, what the Democrat Party is doing to our country. They are destroying it. Absolutely destroying it. You know they already hate the Constitution. Their professors tell us this. Their guests on MSNBC and CNN tell us this. Joy Reid tells us this. Al Sharpton tells us this. Radical leftists. Ellie Mastal tells us this. These so-called historians that claim to stand up for the Constitution, they tell us that. The riots of 2020, what were the riots of 2020 about? Were they about systemic racism? Well, that was just the latest nomenclature they give to trying to destroy America on the left. A whole summer there was a revolution that was happening. It's still going on but it's much more passive now. Meaning more effective. More effective. As it keeps seeping into our corporations seeping into our government seeping into, well, our law. I've said this before, and it needs to be said again with what's going on this evening. And this is where Asa Hutchison really is a propagandist for the left. He's too stupid to know it. When it applies to Trump, when it applies to these co-defendants, when it applies to his lawyers, when it applies to all these cases, and when it applies to hundreds and hundreds of the people on January 6th, This is what I will call and have called a Potemkin judicial system. It's a fake. It's a phony. It's a fraud. That's what it is. You have a judge. But they're not impartial. You have a prosecutor. Who is a card-carrying member of the Democrat Party. You have a grand jury in cities that voted overwhelmingly against the man that they're indicting. You'll have juries that come out of the same jury pool, same pool of citizens, that is. You have the abuse of laws, that is, stretching laws. So the laws actually fail to mean what was intended when the legislatures passed them or when Congress passed them. You have laws applied that are so ambiguous that they can dust them off and bring them against anybody. All they need is the judge to say okay and the jury say guilty. No virtue. Nothing. And what the never-Trumpers need to understand, what Pence needs to understand, what Christie, all of them, Or should understand is. That's what we're objecting to. We don't want to hear Trump brought this. Nobody brought this on themselves. Nobody. There are no excuses. None. For what the government is doing today. There are no excuses. For what the DA's in Manhattan and Atlanta are doing. No excuses. And now a mugshot. When you call half the country names, when you demean and degrade half the country, when you put them down, when you act like you're superior to them, you act like they're second-class citizens, they don't care if you're angry about this mugshot that's going to occur. They don't care. I know it it does you a little good today. History will care. But we'll be dead and gone. They're destroying this republic. They being the Democrat Party. They're colluding. They're conspiring. And they don't even have to actually do it one-on-one or group-to-group. They read the papers. They know exactly what's going on. They're dropping these... Indictment bombs all over the place. And so what do the media say? Well, look at this, four indictments. And then the usual repubics, like Christy and the others, regurgitate it. Yeah, how are we supposed to win? Well, how are we ever supposed to win if they get away with this? How can we ever win if they get away with this? We can't. Now, we'll keep an eye on this, and we'll go to Atlanta if president has something to say. But I'm not going to be here promoting this spectacle. I don't care that it's jet land at the airport and that he's in a car going to the courthouse. I know. Yeah, great. The media are a bunch of horse, Particularly media and media matters. Particularly CNN and MSNBC. So... I'm just going to say that's not going to happen. I have to say this also. Through every one of these disgusting efforts by the Democrats, whether it's Manhattan or Washington or Florida, or now Atlanta, in every one of these, the man has shown complete class and strength. Compete, complete class and strength. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Is your cell phone in desperate need of replacement? You know the signs, right? Short battery life, so you have to have a charger on hand. Cracked screen that gives you glass splinters. Ouch. It's time to put that old phone to rest and upgrade to a new 5G Samsung Galaxy from Pure Talk for free. Get a free 5G Samsung Galaxy with two-day battery life, edge-to-edge display, and ultra-strong Gorilla Glass. When you sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, text, and 15-gig data plan for just 35 bucks a month, plus it comes with mobile hotspot. Get all the data you could ever need for half the price of the big carriers on America's most dependable 5G network. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin for your free, super durable 5G Samsung Galaxy when you switch to Pure Talk. pound 250, say Mark Levin. Pure talk, simply smarter wireless. Trump's leading in the polls in a huge way for several reasons. People did like his presidency. And they did like what he did. He's enormously charismatic. So he has... Not only what Vivek has, but he actually has substance. A record. Trump came in as an outsider businessman, but he didn't come in as a blank slate. But even more. Even more. People understand. Forget about the Democrats, the never-Trumpers. Regular Americans. Who love this country. They understand that what's being done now. Cannot be accepted. Cannot be tolerated. And the only way. To civilly. Push back. Is at the ballot box. Unless the whole thing blows up. And people keep saying, well, these nice. you only get stronger and stronger because a growing number of patriotic Americans can't stand this. They cannot stand what's taking place. They, we know they're interfering with the Republican primary. We know they're interfering with the general election. We remember what's taken place over the years, how they targeted him wrongly, whether it's impeachment or prosecution or investigation. We know what they've said about him has been alive from day one, Russia or whatever it is, whatever it is. He's a dictator. We're looking at a dictator right now and this guy Biden, that's for sure. We're just not buying this, and we're repulsed by it. And they keep rubbing our noses in it, like tonight with a mugshot. That's why his poll numbers keep going up. That's why people booed Chris Christie and Asa Hutchinson. That's why people want nothing to do with Mike Pence, no matter how, how many personalities he reveals. And that's why other candidates, good candidates, have a tough time getting traction. A lot of people are saying, look, I have to do what I have to do to fight this. And I don't have a lot of ways to fight it. I cannot allow these people to win, meaning on the left, meaning the phony prosecutor's arrest. I cannot allow them to dictate to me through the processes that they have set on fire here. The destruction of our campaign system, our voting system, our legal and constitutional system as they keep piling up indictments, keep trying to increase humiliations. I am not going to tolerate or accept. Stalin's America, Mao's America. I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to put up with it. Now, there are people like Vivek who play into this. I got it. I got it. I got it. He's not Trump. He's just not. All right, we'll keep an eye on this. I want to talk about abortion. I want to talk about what the Democrats are saying about abortion. We've been talking about here a long time. Even before the five, wouldn't you imagine that? I've I'm talking here a long time about how Republicans need to make the case more about the Democrats. They don't support a woman's right to choose. They support killing babies. And you know you're over the target when they, when they freak out over that, but that's where they are. And I've said it here, and I write it in the new book, The Democrat Party Hates America. When it comes to the parent-child relationship, the Democrat Party has sought to interfere with that bond when it comes to birthing as well. For example, the Supreme Court upheld in 1992, in Planned Parenthood v. Casey, among other things, a parental consent requirement for minors seeking abortion. That was challenged by the Democrat left against the state of Pennsylvania. The Supreme Court in the Casey decision said, yes, parental consent. We will uphold. Now, after the court ruled in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization last year. Returning to the states and the people of the states, their constitutional authority to make decisions about abortion. This is where the rubber hits the road. The Democrats in the Senate voted on a bill titled the Women's Health Protection Act of 2022. Which was an unconstitutional attempt to codify the most radical abortion law in the free world and impose it on the entire country. The Democrats attempted to conceal the extreme nature of what they were doing from the public. They would have opposed it. They were not codifying Roe, as they repeatedly insisted. Their bill far exceeded the court's Roe v. Wade decision in 1973, and Biden supported this. As Thomas Jipping, senior legal fellow with the Edwin Meese III Center for Legal and Judicial Studies at the Heritage Foundation put it, quote, it would unconstitutionally, retroactively, and prospectively Prevent any government at any level from enacting or enforcing any law. This is a quote from the, stat, from the bill now. Any law, rule, regulation, standard, or other provision having the force and effect of law that conflicts with any provision of the act, unquote. So the bill would not only attempt to overturn by statute a constitutionally based Supreme Court decision, but it would eliminate any parental role in abortion decisions by their minor children anywhere in the United States. The decision would be between the minor child and the federal government, the latter of which would also pay for the abortion. Biden and the Democrat Party lied about their radical act, lied about the Dobbs decision being extremist, and they will continue to ramp up their rhetoric, given its political value. So by having that phrase in there, any state law that limits abortion by time, by age, even by necessity, would be eliminated under the Supremacy Clause as the Democrats wanted to pass a law that allowed abortion at any time, any place, anywhere. Got it? I'll be right back. Is your cell phone in desperate need of replacement? You know the signs, right? Short battery life, so you have to have a charger on hand. Cracked screen that gives you glass splinters. Ouch. It's time to put that old phone to rest and upgrade to a new 5G Samsung Galaxy from Pure Talk for free. Get a free 5G Samsung Galaxy with two-day battery life, edge-to-edge display, and ultra-strong Gorilla Glass. When you sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, text, and 15-gig data plan for just 35 bucks a month, plus it comes with mobile hotspot. Get all the data you could ever need for half the price of the big carriers on America's most dependable 5G network. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin for your free, super durable 5G Samsung Galaxy when you switch to Pure Talk. Dial pound two five zero. Say Mark Levin. Pure talk. Simply smarter wireless. Mark
0: Levin, making conservatism great again. Dial in
1: now eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. Hello, America. We are back. It is still America, isn't it? I think so. All right. Let's play a little bit of this. could be very interesting, I think. Here's Mike Pence to Vivek Ramaswamy. Cut for Mr. Producer, go.
2: Vivek, you recently said uh, a president can't do everything. Well, I got news for you, Vivek. I've been in the hallway. I've been in the West Wing. A president of the United Uh, States. Mike, you
1: were not president. You're vice president. Uh, You've been in the hallway. You've been here and there. Uh, So what? Joe Biden's been bumbling around in the hallway, too. Go ahead.
2: Every crisis facing America, I will put our nation back on the path to growth and prosperity and restore fiscal responsibility, just as I did in Congress and as governor. Mr. Vice President. And when I was vice president.
3: But, yeah, I mean, we uh, yeah. yeah. uh, yeah. so you. Yeah, were yeah, named earlier. Votes.
4: I'm going to get Vivek first. We'll get to yeah, This isn't that complicated, guys. Unlock American energy. Drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear. Put people back to work by no longer paying them more to stay at home. Reform the U.S. Fed. Stabilize the U.S. dollar. And go to war. The only war that I will declare as U.S. president will be the war on the federal administrative state. Now, that makes
1: me very nervous. What if we're attacked by communist China? I mean, this is what I mean. Some of these statements are just silly. The Communist Chinese hear stuff like that. I mean, if you want to be in isolation, it's great. All the rest of it. At least not how to talk about it that doesn't provoke the enemy. It was very interesting to me that these two kept going at it. That Pence had a decision that he was going to spend most of the time going after Vivek. And really, that way, uh, Governor DeSantis could kind of be above it all. Which he mostly was. Go ahead.
4: The source of those toxic regulations like a wet blanket on the economy. So I'm not sure I exactly understood Mike Pence's comment, but I'll let you all parse that out. For me, it's pretty simple. That's something a U.S. president can do with focus, and I'll deliver on well,
2: it. Well, let me explain oh. it to you. Let me explain it to you, that, if I can. I'll go slower this time. See, I don't you know, think I, he
1: gets points by talking like that. I think the people who like Mike Pence, many of whom have been evangelical Christians, so they don't like that attitude. I mean, as tough as I am on the radio, he's not, he's not a radio host. He started as a radio host. That, that is sort of out of character. So he's being advised by lumpheads like Mark Short and other, go on the grass and be this, be that, patch yourself. A-. I think he did a lot of damage to himself. I, don't, I think he can go on the same shows on the networks now as Chris Christie and so forth. But go ahead.
4: Struggle with the reading comprehension. Look, I
2: was, a, right I was them, a House conservative leader before it was cool. I actually pushed the Deficit Reduction Act. That was the last time we actually reduced the national debt in the, the United States. Deficit Reduction
1: Act. Mike, you were a backbencher. You're a good guy, conservative. You pushed the Deficit Reduction Act. So, I mean, what does that mean? He wasn't one of the leaders who pushed it and got it done one of the voters in the House, which is perfectly fine, but don't act like you were leading. Don't act like you were responsible for the Trump accomplishments, too, when you were vice president.
2: The word is vice president. Go ahead. When I was the leader of House conservatives, I balanced budgets and cut taxes when I was governor. I mean, look, Joe Biden has weakened this country at home and abroad. Now is not the time for on-the-job training. We don't need to bring in a rookie. We don't need to bring in people without experience. Listen, listen. Okay, we need to bring, bring it right.
1: <laughs> Chris Christie's turn. Cut five. Go
4: let us be honest
1: as republicans
4: i'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for so i can say this now let me just say this. stop
1: a second he did business in china how do i know he's not bought and paid for mr producer i mean just again flip comment you're gonna get hammered on it now if he really believes that ladies and gentlemen which one's bought and paid for by whom and how because that is serious Which one? You know, if you run for office and you're not a billionaire or a millionaire, you need to raise funds. We have great conservatives who come on this program. Ted Cruz, Mike Lee. Others have come on this program. They give out their websites. They want as many donations as possible. They know they're going to go up against Democrats. The Democrats have billionaires with dark money and they spend it. So the Republicans need to raise money. We tried to do it for a number of Republican candidates over the course of uh, the midterm elections. And these are good people, many of whom lost. But they needed the money. Otherwise, you, you surrender the air wars to the Democrats. You surrender the, the ability to organize, even at the local level, to the Democrats. So you need to raise money. Everybody's not worth $650 million. It doesn't mean they're bought and paid for some of them may be, like Mitch McConnell's. But does anybody really think Tim Scott is bought and paid for? Or DeSantis, given how he's kept every one of his promises? You think he's bought and paid for? I just think it's uh, loose lips. Go ahead.
4: Oh, wow. Is a hoax. The
3: climate change agenda is a hoax. And we have
1: to. We just say climate change is a hoax. But that's not. don't make me pull the audio out where he makes it abundantly clear. He believes climate change exists and that man has contributed to the warming of the Earth's surface. That's what he said. It wasn't even that long ago. This is my problem. Go ahead.
4: And the reality is the anti-carbon agenda is the wet blanket on our economy. And so the reality is more people are dying of bad climate change policies than they are of actual
1: climate Uh, change. That sounds like me, Mr. Producer. Over the last 10 years going on about these cafe standards, even the other day, what went on in The horrors that are still being uncovered in Miami, excuse me, in Maui and so forth. I even took a hit for that, by the way, by the by these Soros-funded ratfinks over there. I think of Media Matters. Go ahead.
4: Hey, hold, on. hold on, hold
5: on. Listen, century.
1: listen, Look, listen. No, Let, wait.
4: No. Hold no. on, hold I've on. I've had enough.
6: I've had enough already tonight of a guy who So he starts like- saying
1: that, and I'm sitting in my chair, and <laughs> I go, now nah, it's going to get fun. Somebody woke up, Christy. By the way, Christy looked tired to me. He also looked like he shed about 40 pounds. I'm being honest. But uh, he looked tired to me And then suddenly he woke up Some, Something got under his skin Wait a minute, wait a
3: minute
1: I've had enough of that guy Go ahead ChatGPT Stand Standing up
0: here And
1: Can I tell you something weird? I don't even know who that is Do you know who that is Mr. Producer? Yeah what is that? Oh, that's AI. Oh, I'm sorry, folks. I'm, I'm really out of this. I'm in my own culture. I don't think I could ever run for president.
6: Go ahead. In one of these debates, Brett, who stood in the middle of the stage and said, what's a skinny guy with an odd last name doing up here was Barack
1: Obama, and I'm afraid you I, doing- I haven't agreed with that. People are saying, you don't understand comedy. Uh, yeah, I do understand comedy. And that was weird. That was weird. Because Obama used the same line, and then he tells people they're memorizing lines. Okay.
6: Go ahead. Same type of amateur. (laughs)
4: Same type of amateur. And, and you'll help elect me just like okay. you did Obama, too. Give me that The Same type of, of amateur. God, hold on. Hold on. Hey, Governor Haley,
5: would you like to respond? It deserves. Are you so bought Brad, and paid what I for? what I'd like to say is the fact that I think this is exactly why Margaret Thatcher said if you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman.
1: Right. So if you want President Trump impeached, ask a woman. Right. So ask a woman. That would be Nancy Pelosi. You know, my wife hates this kind of woman talk. Like somehow somebody's superior because of their genitalia. I mean, Nikki, with all due respect, you can't have it both ways. You can't play the superior woman card and then play the card that we should all be treated equally, sports and everything else. I'm just saying. Now, honestly, if there were a Margaret Thatcher up there, that'd be my lady. No question about it. But we've yet to see that. Go ahead. That's it? Already? Wait a minute. Second time around, I'm still enjoying this. But Vivek, you know, he, uh, he was pretty good. Back and forth, back and forth. I just don't trust him. No offense. I'll be right back.
0: Much love in.
1: Is your cell phone in desperate need of replacement? You know the signs, right? Short battery life, so you have to have a charger on hand. Cracked screen that gives you glass splinters. Ouch. It's time to put that old phone to rest and upgrade to a new 5G Samsung Galaxy from Pure Talk for free. Get a free 5G Samsung Galaxy with two-day battery life, edge-to-edge display, and ultra-strong Gorilla Glass. When you sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, text, and 15-gig data plan for just 35 bucks a month, plus it comes with mobile hotspot. Get all the data you could ever need for half the price of the big carriers on America's most dependable 5G network. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin for your free, super durable 5G Samsung Galaxy when you switch to Pure Talk. A pound 250, say Mark Levin. Pure talk, simply smarter wireless. Mike Pence and Vivek. Mark, why do you keep doing that? Because Pence took up most of the oxygen while he's running around whining. There wasn't enough time, we didn't discuss the major issues. No, everyone was... Sp- Mike, you did the right thing. Oh, Mike, Mike, you saved the republic. Oh, Mike, Mike. No, you didn't. You didn't save anything. Cut 15. Go.
4: Well, Mike, why don't you say this? Join me yeah. in making a commitment well, that on day one you would pardon Donald Trump. I'm the only candidate on the stage who had the courage to actually say it. That's that is great. how we
2: move our nation forward I don't know and why turn you the page forward. That That's exactly Trump right. Donald Trump will be convicted of these crimes. You can make me right, able to Let's stop make a, a
1: minute. Co- you don't have to be convicted to be pardoned. I thought he took an oath to uphold the Constitution, Mr. Medusa. He could be pardoned even before you're indicted. Anyway, go ahead.
2: The same uh, justice system that was this that corrupt. The difference between you and, and me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a professional I've politician. Actually, that's I've the difference. You can answer uh, a question. I've actually given pardons when I was governor of the state of Indiana. It usually follows a finding of guilt and contrition by the individual That's Yeah, we're convicted. not talking
1: about that, Mike, your garden variety criminal. We're talking about the effort to take out a former president the leading Republican nominee by somebody who may get elected president right now who's not the leading Republican nominee, but a Republican. It's a simple question. And he's a hundred percent right about it, Pivek is you won't answer it because you don't want to do it. And you don't have the guts to say it. Just say it. That no, you won't. It's okay. It's okay. At least Christie, you know, he says what he thinks, buffoonish as it is, nonetheless.
2: Go ahead. So, we'll look, we'll, if I'm president in the United States, we'll give fair consideration any pardon request. But oh, if I may. Oh, that's <laughs> nice.
1: That's nice. We'll give fair consideration. Go ahead. If I may. By the way, by the way, if you were indicted for that, you know, that classified document you had, Mike, do you think you should have been indicted for that? Well, I didn't obstruct. No, no, I'm talking about the Espionage Act, not... Not obstruction. How come you weren't charged with that? I'm just curious. You served all that time in Congress. You made that point. You've been a governor. Did you know about how to handle classified information?
2: Just curious. Go ahead. You know, it's not about looking back at at January 2021. It's about January 20th, 2017. I put my left hand on Ronald Reagan's Bible. I raised my right hand Mm -hmm. and I took an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Mm -hmm. And it ended with a prayer. So help me God. It was a promise that I made to the American people. But I also made it. It made it to my Heavenly Father. Every day for four years, I sought to keep that oath.
1: All right. That's enough. He sought to keep his oath, prayed to God. Then why didn't he just stroll into that grand jury rather than fight it? If he believes everything he's saying today, why pretend that it's an immunities clause issue? Other than to try and give the impression that you were fighting it, because it's obvious now that you weren't seriously fighting it. An oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States. Constitution allows the pardoning of an individual, whether they've been indicted or convicted or neither. Gerald Ford pardoned Richard Nixon. He wasn't indicted. He wasn't convicted of anything. And Gerald Ford, I don't know if he prayed to God or not, but he, in my view, did the right thing. President Trump is leaving the the Georgia jail, it's the only update we have there are pictures of it which means they took his shot they will soon release it so that all the networks can keep showing you a picture of President Trump taken by the sheriff's office in Fulton County Georgia and that picture while phonies keep saying this is something that will go down in history let me just say this, there's no question about that, that will be an indelible mark on this republic as long as this republic survives. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions.
0: Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
1: Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, eight seven seven three one. Anyway, uh, I want to remind you, a couple of great book signings coming up not many Uh, in New Jersey Ridgewood, New Jersey, Ridgewood we love that town Saturday, September 23rd 10 a.m. at bookends Ridgewood, New Jersey the very next day Sunday, September 24th at 1 p.m. I'll be at Barnes & Noble Tyson's Corner Center that's Tyson's Corner Mall in McLean, Virginia we can handle a whole lot of people there So I hope you'll come. I always say hello. Some of you have met before. Look forward to meeting you again. The Reagan Library is all sold out. All they have there left now is uh, a guaranteed position in, in line for the book signing there. We have a fabulous time there, too, and that's it. So if you want to join us, we'd be happy to see you. The... Fairly advanced copies of the book, because the book is now being printed. It takes a while to print hundreds and hundreds of thousands of copies of a book like this and get them out in various retail places and get them out in time for the release. So it's a whole process. We're already on our second printing. So that should give you an idea how this is going. And uh, that's why I posted something, I guess, the first hour before the program saying it's very very important if you're interested in a first edition that you jump in now it's 40% off at Amazon because we're printing the second edition and in addition to that I went to Amazon before I come on the show because I want to be able to inform you what I'm saying the book comes out on the 19th now pre-orders are now being pushed to the 22nd what does that mean? that means that sales are very vibrant um The 40% or 38%, 40% discount is what they give to books that are showing very, very good strength early on. Why? Because I said the other, they're in the business of selling stuff. They're in the business of selling stuff. So if a book is hot, their business model is, let's sell as many of these books at 40% off as possible. Make a profit. We don't have to hit the grand slam, but, you know, let's own the book. By that, they mean own the sales of the book. That's their business model. So that benefits us, mostly you. So given the 40% off, given the first edition is still available, given that pre-orders are relatively brisk, uh, which is why the publisher, unbeknownst to me, but I was told today, we're getting into a second printing, you may want to get going on this if you're gonna go at all. And I will be on a number of very, very good programs, some of the major podcasts. Charlie Kirk. Megan Kelly. I haven't talked to Megan Kelly. It's gotta be since Rush Limbaugh's wedding. That's gotta be ten to thirteen years ago. Unless unless I'm wrong, unless there was another conversation. That's all I remember. Hannity's going to do a full hour. Um, I can't remember everything. So there's going to be a significant push before and during the release. Why? Because I want this book to be in as many hands as possible. And what you're going to find out if you watch any of these interviews or listen to any of these interviews, you're going to hear some real substance and real information about what's been taking place and who's responsible for it. So um, anyway, I don't want to encourage you to do that. I also want to thank all the great retail stores out there that really are very excited about this book, despite the title. The Democrat Party hates America. Let's be honest; corporations hate us. It's amazing. We're the only ones that defend them, or at least used to defend them. So, Barnes and Noble books a million. Costco, even Target now, they relented. So that's good. So we thank them. Walmart's ordered a ton. Um, Uh-oh, going down the line, I can't remember everybody, Mr. Producer. But also the independent bookstores. And I'll tell you something. My wife and I, we went to uh, Key West last December. I love it down there. Love it, love it, love it. Anyway, um. And there were like three independent bookstores, maybe two—I forget. Not Barnes. No, independent bookstores, little bookstores. <laughs> and we decided to to make to have some fun, Mister Producer. How many of those those two those two independent bookstores? How many of my books did they have? None. That's why when you have an independent bookstore like bookends in Ridgewood, New Jersey, they plays it right down the line. They're in the business. They're in the book business, not in the ideology business. Now, that said, they're good friends of ours, and they're always very supportive, so I think I know where they're coming down if you get my drift. Wink, wink. But that said, they really believe in reading reading free speech. These are the the owners of the store. It's very hard to make money now in a bookstore. It just is, particularly an independent bookstore. But those independent bookstores that really are not much more than left-wing retail shops, they're the ones that fail. Because you're not really in a book business. One of the things we've kept an eye on over the I guess it's good, Lord. Almost 2 decades now with these books. Is the New York Times bestseller list. They always cheat conservatives. They cheated Gutfeld. Um who else did they cheat? Another another buddy recently. I can't remember which one. Nonetheless, because they, they put this cross up and they say, oh, bulk sales. You know how they count bulk sales? So if I'm selling my book at a bookstore, I just figured you might be interested in this. If I'm selling my book at a bookstore, in the bookstore, you buy the book and they each give each person a ticket and they're in line. and They count that as bulk sales, Mr. Producer. Even though it's an individual buying an individual book. Now, why do they do that? Because the left never needs to do this. They get to the top of the list if they sell 12 books. 12 books. So uh, thanks to you, things are doing well, and they're picking up even more. And the book business is pretty flat right now, I might say, in my opinion, based on what I'm seeing. And I want to thank those who have already started reading it, some relatively prominent people whose names you would know and, and who very much like it, I'll tell you. At least three of them have gotten back to me that I can remember. Cal Thomas, Victor Davis Hansen. actually four, three, another three. And um, who else? Oh, my buddy Mark Meckler, Convention of States. They all love it. That's what they tell me. And who am I to question them? Nobody. We're going to have two great guests this Sunday on Life, Liberty, and Levin. Tell you what, folks, my my dance card is full, very full. We're going to have two great guests. Newt Gingrich. We'll walk through all this debate stuff, but even more we'll walk through what's going on in Georgia and the country. He's a really smart guy, as you know, and he's a dear friend of the family here. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about Taiwan and China. I want to understand better why people are now backing off from Taiwan like they are Ukraine. So we'll have Gordon Chang on, too, and and why that's a huge mistake. But even more than that, While all the rest of this is going on We cannot take our eye off the ball Communist China is building up They're stealing uh, islands from their Neighbors, those neighbors are our allies And they are preparing For war With us And so I can never just turn a blind eye to it I don't care what else we're doing We have to spend a few minutes on it Over the weekend, don't you think I'm also keeping a list I probably shouldn't even tell you this of certain individuals who you know, certain Republicans even, who we repeatedly ask to come on that show. And they always have an excuse. "Eh, They'll be on Hannity, they'll be on Maria, Ingram, and, and many of these people were on our show first. I'm sorry we have a wedding. I'm sorry we have a bar mitzvah. I'm sorry, you know, I'm, I'm attending to the, uh, to the farm, I'm sorry, you know, I uh, stubbed my toe, I'm sorry. It's shocking. We're the number one primetime show, not just on Sunday, but on Saturday. It's very weird. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. President Trump just came out of that cesspool of a uh, courtroom and it had this to say. Go.
3: Thank you very much for
8: being here. I really believe this is a very sad day for America. This should never happen. If you challenge an election, you should be able to challenge an election. I thought the election was a rigged election, a stolen election. And I should have every right to do that. As you know, you have many people that you've been watching over the years do the same thing, whether it's Hillary Clinton or Stacey Abrams or many others. When you uh, have that great freedom to challenge, you have to be able to, otherwise, you're going have very dishonest elections. What has taken place here is a travesty of justice. We did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And everybody knows that I've never had such support. And that goes with the other ones, too. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying to interfere with an election. There's never been anything like it in our country before. This is their way of campaigning. And this is one instance, but you have three other instances. It's election interference. So I want to thank you for being here. We did nothing wrong at all. And we have every right, every single right, to challenge an election that we think is dishonest that we think it's very dishonest so thank you all very much and i'll see you uh, very soon thank you very much
3: all right folks
1: what do you think the framers of the constitution would say about this what do you think they'd say about this that a single district attorney in a city with opposite political leanings not even leanings just overwhelmingly opposite politically can indict a presidential candidate in a federal election. Even put all the phony charges aside. We deal with it, and we'll continue to deal with it. I'm talking about the bigger picture here. I think I'm going to have to address this in my opening statement on Sunday. I had a completely different idea what I was going to talk about, and I make the final decision Sunday morning, just so you know how I do these things. I don't read any monitors. I pull together what I want to talk about, put them in particular order, I review the order, I write some notes down, I spend three, three and a half hours thinking it through, thinking what I'm going to say, and I say it. And that's what I'll do, I think. We'll see. We still have a few days left, but a lot of people are putting out disinformation about pardons, who can pardon whom. We have a question raised. I mean, we've talked about this at great length. I'm embarrassed to say a company I co-founded, The Blaze, you know, they have to wait for other people to say say it before they use their clips. I don't understand why they just do. So we post these things ourselves. That's why it's very important to look at my social media sites on Twitter and all the rest of them. X, whatever they call them. So I don't even understand that marketing idea. X, okay. Um, but I think we really need to get deeply into this on Sunday. Again, unless I, unless something else is going on that I think about. But that's my current thought. I also want to do a show. No, I better not say that. At a show I have in mind, <clears throat> pulling things together for it. I think I'll wait a couple of weeks. Maybe after Labor Day I'll do it. Something I was thinking about doing tomorrow. Excuse me. It's today. Thursday, Sunday. Just it's, it's, it, There's just too much going on right now that I think needs to be addressed. And so when Pence says things like, I'll handle it in due course, Pence, you're not going to be president. You know, if you had stood on that stage, as the Mike Pence America knew, and admired and respected, including me, through thick and thin, it's a good man, it's a decent man, It's not like the others and so forth and so on. Whatever you think of January 6th. He may have had a lane, although I doubt he has any, but still. His reputation would be intact. Again, I'm not even talking about what occurred that day. All these decades. All these decades working so hard. To present yourself to various constituents, to the nation, to foreign governments, blown up in the course of a couple of weeks. Not even because of his testimony, but look at him. He almost looked like a madman. He made Christie look like, uh, what? He made Christie look dainty. I've been very tough on Christie, and he deserves it. He actually had for him a decent night last night, but nothing to write home about, that's for sure. Here's Chris Christie on CNN today. Chris Christie will go anywhere, much like his friend Vivek. If they think they can get support going on airport radar, they'll be on airport radar. Sonograms, they'll be on sonograms. But you know what? I would tell Vivek this. You can't lead a revolution from the green room of all these studios you go into. Again, you talk about going to Kensington, Philadelphia. I know Kensington, Philadelphia. It's a terrible place right now. I'm from Philadelphia. That you got to reach out to Democrats and minorities and everything. That's all very important. But you're not going to do that on TV. It would be nice if you did reach out to the conservative base every now and then. I don't see it. So Chris Christie's on CNN today. I don't have enough time to play right now. But he says the national polls are silly. Why are they silly to Chris Christie? Because he's, he's doing well. And I put that in quotation marks. In one place, New Hampshire. Because he like spends... Uh, if he's not at ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, Cavuto, wherever. If he's not on those shows or on those networks... He's in New Hampshire. So he says, yeah well, the rest of the country doesn't matter. New Hampshire. Look at New Hampshire. Look at New Hampshire. And he's got his boy Sununo there. You know. I'll be right back. Mark
0: Levin. The thunder on the right. Call in now. 877-381-3811.
1: We be back, America. All right, let's go to Paul. In uh, Fort Lauderdale, XM Satellite. Go right ahead, Paul.
5: Hello, Mark. Uh, I love your show. I listen every night. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I thank hate you. the debate. You're welcome. I and thank you. I hate the debate format. I, I think it's performative art. Mm. Uh, it's useless to learn, understand, and judge the candidates. What I think they should do is in mm. advance give them twenty written questions and post their responses publicly. Uh, additionally, what I think they should all right, do... Let me
1: tell you is, why I disagree with that. Because then they can have their consultants and their advisors and everybody else help them, on their lawyers maybe for all I know, help them formulate answers. So I don't really like that.
5: We'd at least, as a public, get a chance to better understand the position of the candidates on things instead of these little snippets of sound bites.
1: But you do get a sense of the candidate when you see how they're fighting or they're talking or they're speaking. And the the cream rises to the top, as they say. So, you know, I've seen this a long time. You probably have. I remember one of Reagan's debates. There were seven or eight of them. And uh, you've got to muscle through. I think that's part of the challenge. And I, I don't have a problem with it unless they have like 16 people on the stage. I remember, what was it, 2016? They'd have two different debates because there were so many candidates, which was ridiculous. Maybe they can narrow it a little bit more, but you're never going to stop candidates from yelling at each other.
5: It's all sound bites. And and then the other thing I think they should do... Again, I'm
1: going to disagree with you. I took a whole hour to unravel what I thought was some of this stuff, and if they're yelling at each other, if there's a guy like Mike Pence who's decided that's the road he wants to take, that's something to take note of. Um... I'm not interested in this coming in a pasteurized form, where uh, they're all using markets of markets of Queenberry rules. It's just not normal. That's not what happens whether people are running for governor or anything else. Now, they have to live with how they present themselves. They have to live with how how they look or they don't look. Um, they got a little rowdy on that stage. You had to expect it would get a little rowdy on that stage, and so you look at it, use your brain. You know, make your own analysis and so forth. Uh, But the idea that you would have 20 questions in advance because of the messiness of it, which, of course, they're not going to answer on their own. They're going to have a lot of time to think about it. Those are called press releases. You're still there?
5: Yeah, then the uh, moderators could focus them on various aspects of the questions.
1: It well, says, if you don't like you the questions, that's different, but it's pretty tough, wouldn't you say, when they keep it... Look, Pence kept violating the rules, honestly. Vivek was under attack a lot. He kept violating the rules. Uh, Nikki Haley now and then violated the rules, but not that much. But Pence, I think, took up a lot of the oxygen. If you go online, you can see who spent the most time and so forth. And it was Pence... And Vivek, Pence, and attacking people, Vivek, and defending himself. And what troubled me is I didn't think DeSantis was given enough time, but that happens. Okay, so that's baseball. That's the way it works. It just doesn't turn out all the time the way you want it to. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. Do we have anybody else? I can't pull up the damn call screen. Yep. Jeanette in Long Island, W.A.B.C., go right ahead, please.
7: Um, hello, Mark. Hello. Um, I'm so happy to speak with you. Talk uh, right into, the, my, main into the mouthpiece. Okay. Here I, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, just get off the speaker or the, Bluetooth, or, the Bluetooth, or the Bluetooth or whatever the hell it's called. Hold the phone right to your ear and so speak into the mouthpiece.
7: And here I am. Um, okay go right ahead I, I ordered your new book i can't wait till september when i when it'll be released
1: well you're um, very I sweet your thank
3: book.
7: you liberty and tyranny on freedom of the press enjoyed them immensely uh regarding last night's debate i can't say that i was impressed by anyone in particular that's um, a fair point I thought, uh, I don't know, I kind of liked uh, Nikki Haley, although I don't think she has a chance. Um, my well, parents- let me ask
1: you a question. Let's assume she did have a chance. Do you think she's too much of a, of a um, establishment Republican to really fight back this, this counter-revolution and the American <clears throat> Revolution that's taking place? Do you get that sense? I don't. Look, I I think she's a very nice lady. She's got a wonderful background. I don't know a whole lot about her background in terms of her experience as governor because you didn't say very much. But that said, that's what you're looking for. What was it about Nikki Haley?
7: I thought she made a few good points. Um, She she didn't um, bash President Trump as much as some of the others. Hit him pretty hard. Chris Christie. Yeah, but I, I thought Chris Christie was
1: way out of line. <laughs> well, aren't you, did you say you're from New Jersey? No, New York. New York, I'm sorry. Because I was going to say, what the hell did the guy ever really do in New Jersey? Nothing. Anyway, go ahead, I'm sorry.
7: What is it? I'm sorry, it's difficult to hear you. Anyway, I I watched the whole debate. I enjoyed it. Initially, I was leaning towards Vivek, but he kind of changed my mind last night. I didn't think he was that strong.
1: All right, my friend. Well, I want to thank you again, and I know you're going to enjoy the book. I really appreciate it. Who's next, Mr. Producer? Quickly. Yes. How? How are they listening? Oh, good Lord. Robert in Wisconsin. That's all I've got. Go right ahead, please.
6: Hey, hey Mark. I think you hit the nail on the head with uh, Donald Trump and i classy. He's been through all this. If it was me and I was had all these bogus Georgia indictments, I would sit in Florida and say, hey, come on and get me. Try to extradite me. But even though the system is bent so badly against him and it's all warped against him, he still surrendered himself. He went and got booked. He's going through the processes. He's not creating an even
1: bigger... Yeah, the idea of- that this man led an insurrection or was a dictator who was never going to leave office if he actually lost or thought he actually lost and all the rest is all bullcrap. It's all bullcrap. He has complied with the law more than Joe Biden ever has in his entire life. And 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 the real law breaking going on here is by the phonies who are supposed to be the law enforcers. They burned down the Department of Justice figuratively, of course, but I mean substantively. Go right ahead.
6: And and he's creating a scenario where he's probably going to lose and have to go and appeal, and he's subjecting himself to a ton of Headaches and financial and all, but he's willingly because
1: that's. The There's system. nowhere to go though. With and all due respect, he can't just stay in Florida. Uh, you would have federal judges; they'd send the U.S. marshals down, they grab him, and bring him up. In terms of uh, Georgia, I mean, uh, all he would have to do is travel outside of Florida, and they grab him and take him. He doesn't want to deal with that. What I meant is, he comes out, he makes these very. Concise and I think poignant statements. Uh, he flies in. He's dressed to the tees. Doesn't make a scene. And then he leaves. And I think uh, a lot of people I'm not talking about political operatives or commentators or Republican establishment types and that sort of thing but the average person looks at this, I think, and they say, wait a minute. This is so wrong. This is why Washington and the establishment and the rhinos and the Democrat hacks and all the rest, they don't understand what's taking place. I'm telling you what's taking place, people, not you, those people. We don't like this being done to our country. And this is the way we can fight it. There's no other way, at least now. And so you keep telling us you're going to keep pounding this guy into the dirt so we don't have him as a candidate. And we keep telling you, you keep doing that. You're destroying our country. You're destroying the system. You're interfering with the election. And so then another percent or two watch this and say, no. Look, I might like Nikki Haley or Ernie Grabowski or whoever the hell else is out there, but I don't like them so much that I'm going to sit quietly and watch this. And so I think some of the people shift. I think that's what's going on. What do you think?
6: I agree. And I also think that it takes that whole line of no one is above the law and takes it out of play because he's complying with the law.
1: First of all, first of all, it's out of play, okay? Democrats are above the law if they're in Washington, and Republicans are below the law. Let's just be honest. Whether or not he conducts himself this way or that way, Uh, I mean, you look at Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, you look at all their staff, all the crap that they were involved in. You look at the Bidens, the tens of millions. One of the phony deals was already exposed and on and on and on. I'm not going to continue to repeat myself as other hosts do. I'm just telling you that's where we are. And then you look at what they're doing to Trump. I don't want to hear nobody's above the law crap again. You know why? There is no law. There is no justice. It's all an image. That's all it is. That's all it. Is. It's all an image. They create the image. Oh, Your Honor, with the black robes. Uh, oh, they got the courthouse there. Oh, there's all kinds of statues there. Oh, terrific. Oh, we're going to go through an arraignment, and we're going to go through this whole process. Yeah, right. And then in the end, what do they do? Hang them. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. I said it, but I want to make sure I thought uh, Brett and Martha were terrific I laughed at the UFO question But you have to understand They have a whole brain trust there Making suggestions and the network's been covering it, And so forth Uh, So, you know, it's a little levity I had no problem with that Let's go to David, Nashville, Tennessee Beautiful place The great WWTN, go
9: Hey, Mark uh, big Yella. fan of yours, man, and appreciate everything you do for us and for the country. Uh, that debate last night to me was a mess. Uh, yeah. you, you know, really, in my heart, the only. Well, who who that was the, of, who
1: did you find to be the biggest mess, and who did you find the biggest non-mess?
9: For me, Pence was man. I,
1: I you know, yeah, he was a total turnoff, wasn't he?
9: Yeah, he just sounded more of what has got this country in, the mess that it's in. And I'm not necessarily talking from one one group or the other. It, it, he is status quo uh, to well, me. Who, who, who did you
1: think did the best, quickly?
9: Well, honestly, if I had to pick between two, uh, I mean, it, it would be DeSantis and Scott. Uh, to me, those two... <laughs> I kind of look at everybody else on that stage as, hey, you know what? Yes, they're politicians, but to me, some of them are mired so deep, I don't think they could ever come out and do the job that needs to be done. I feel like those two, DeSantis has proven it, and I feel like Scott will stand up and do the right thing, too.
1: Scott Scott is a good man. I agree with you. He's kind of in the lane that Pence used to be in terms of uh, the decency and so forth, but Scott's got that lane now, and people like that. All right, my brother, thank you. Walter Leesburg, Virginia, the great WMAL. Quickly, please. Go.
5: Great, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. No, I took care of and listening Like what, what you said earlier about the debate critique, and I agree with it. But there is one factor that I am honestly astonished no one is bringing up. In 2024, there are 23 Democrat Senate seats up for grabs, and I believe only 10 Republican. That You're means right. we could theoretically capture a 60-vote majority in the Senate. So this upcoming election is not just about barely beating Biden, or whoever else they may put up in 24. We have to nominate someone who has proven that they can win, not just a little bit Listen, winner, most of by these I Senate
1: races, Biden. believe it or not, are Senate races, not presidential races, but you certainly can have an impact. Part of the problem is we can get to 60, but we have about seven or eight or nine of these senators who are really more Democrat than they are Republican. But you make a very, very important point. And in addition to that, we need to hold the damn House. The House has turned out to be very effective under McCarthy as far as I'm concerned. So we really need to hold that House. Or we wouldn't have learned anything that we're learning about the corruption in this government. Nothing. Thanks for your call. Good call, Walter. Appreciate you. A fellow Leesbergian, or whatever we call ourselves. We salute our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency personnel, all you freedom fighters out there, truckers. And most of all, I salute you. Oh, there's the mugshot. What a disgrace that they did this to him. I'll see you tomorrow.